Hey, Emily, guess what I'm looking forward to? If I had to guess, I'd say your next meal. Well, true that. But even more than that, I'm looking forward to our annual Being Boss vacation in New Orleans. Same. We still have a handful of tickets left. So if you've been wanting to join us on our annual Being Boss vacation in New Orleans, consider this your sign to join us for a live podcast recording, masterclasses and workshops, and an epic boss celebration, and more with me, Kathleen, and your creative peers from all over the world. In the most magical city in the world, right? Yes. All right, the Being Boss Vacation is happening September 26th to the 28th in New Orleans. Go to beingboss.club slash NOLA for all the details. We hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Kathleen Shannon. All right, bosses, in the last few episodes, Kathleen and I have been getting down to business. In this one, we're going to chat about rituals and routines for work and life that help us feel grounded while we're making it all do. As always, you can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. Listen, you all, turning your side hustle into a full-time job can be intimidating and even downright terrifying. You know you can do it, but with so many hats to wear, success can feel a long way off. Whatever your business entails, finding the right tools to help you along the way is a big part of your success. Tasks like accounting need to be taken care of on the regular, and while spreadsheets and shoeboxes full of receipts might get the job done, they aren't all that efficient. And listen to me, I'm that person that totally used to do that before I had FreshBooks. Whenever it comes to accounting, there's no better tool for entrepreneurs than FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. FreshBooks is accounting software that helps you make better use of your time. It's been designed with you, a freelancer in mind, not for accountants. With FreshBooks, you can send an invoice in 30 seconds, set up online payments through invoices in just two clicks, and document and organize receipts with the camera on your mobile device. Overall, FreshBooks users can save up to 192 hours each year. So take off a few hats and use your time more wisely. FreshBooks is a time-saving business tool you've been looking for. To get a 30-day trial of FreshBooks, right now go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. Okay, Emily, I want to talk more about like rituals and routines and kind of just our flow of life right now. And I want to start the conversation by touching base on our word of the year. So what was your word of the year? I didn't want to talk about this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I do. But you really don't? No, I do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) You all, Emily is like over there shaking her head like, nope, 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 don't want to do it. it. Like I'm asking you to jump out of a plane or something (laughs) or go swimming with sharks. So guys, my word of the year was peace. Which, hopefully, the um, attitude with which I express that should tell you how it's going. So it's really funny. At the end of last year, you and I were talking about what our word of the year was going to be. And you told me, you were like, I don't want to do it. 
I and your reasoning was that whenever you choose a word, you always feel like that's where you're most tested, and you just didn't want to like put yourself through that. I don't know if you recall yeah, that like, or not. No, I do recall that. And I yeah. feel like you were like, what are you talking about? Right? Well, no, I was like, I understand because I feel it. Last year, my word was strength and uh, holy cow. Um, this year, with my, world be- or my word being peace, I thought I was playing it safe. I thought I was like, <laughs> could it ease in there with something good? And I found myself having to find peace in the most t- tumultuous of storms. I mean, right? Like, it would not be an intention or a value if you were not tested on it a little bit. So much. So much. So uh, it's going great. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. For sure. Um, I'm I'm working on it. This year has been really crazy for work, especially, but also a little bit in life. So we're recording this kind of early in the year. It doesn't come out for a little while, so... But already in 2018, I've had to deal with some really big business upheavals, um, as well as some like weird shit that's happened to our house. So like my life and business both have been through, have been through the ringer a little bit over the past couple of months. And I keep having to obviously find my peace with, you know, the storm whirling around me. Um, and it's had me, you know, focusing more on meditation and really being grateful for what it is that I have. And not that my life has been really totally awesome awful guys because it hasn't. I'm very lucky and grateful for everything that I have, but it hasn't been easy to practice peace. Yeah, nothing is going to shake up your peace like having your roof replaced and working from home. Yeah. And homeschooling from home. That was a really trying week, but it was also like all the things that led up to us having to or finding out. So that was the big house thing that happened was Early in the year, um, we, like, I was in the shower and I looked up and, oh, where'd that water spot come from? And what was, could have been potentially just like a little patch drop ended up being a complete redo of our entire roof and not just like the roofing, but like the roof deck, all of the things. And it was one of those things that just snowballed really quickly into an insanely expensive endeavor on a roof that we thought we were going to have for another five, six, seven years, having to be completely redone. At the same time, we decided to do some renovations to our house, which again, really lovely things. But um, I was also really terribly sick during all of it as well. I had like fever and adding dust to all that didn't make things better and was also working from home and homeschooling through, you know, the weeks of construction and all of those things. Um, so that was the house stuff. And then some fun business things as well, as well as the launching of the book, which has been really exciting and wonderful and all of those things. Um, it's just been, it's been a really big year so far. Okay, so whenever those moments come up where you feel challenged, and because your intention of peace is front of mind, like how does that pan out for you in the moment and what do you do to cope? I always have to find a quiet place, which when you're getting your roof redone is pretty difficult. I had to wait a couple of days to find it then. Um, but finding a quiet moment is really important for me. And I can usually like, you know, drop into a meditation or just enjoy the quiet for the moment. Um, I also spend a lot of time in my yard. So like we've been really getting into gardening this year. And so that's been that's been a place where I can kind of retreat out back, <laughs> touch my plants or whatever it may be, and just like remember that the world is bigger and more beautiful than the bullshit that's going on in my life. There you go. Right. Well, I have never been more engaged with a word of the year than I have this year. And I thought that my word was kind of like, I don't know, 
a little cheesy. So my word is abundance. <laughs> and I feel like... <laughs> and you think that's cheesy? Well, I feel like it's one of those words that's said too often in a yogi voice. Abundance. <laughs> I recognize that. I yeah, do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I feel cheesy about yeah, it. Gotcha. <laughs> but it was my word of the year. And I have certainly been challenged by that. Certainly business wise. And I don't know, like I haven't experienced. I, I think that we had some explosive growth with being boss and now we're at a place where we're having a more steady even growth but I'm so used to that explosive trajectory that I was I thought we were going to be multimillionaires by now <laughs> right and dear listeners I hate to disappoint you we are not multimillionaires right now we're not even single millionaires <laughs> right now just like also paint that picture correctly as well <laughs> right. um right I I've enjoyed watching you I've enjoyed watching you practice abundance because I can see you redefining it for yourself as you go. So I am. So I at the beginning of the year, I thought my word's going to be abundance and I'm going to make a shit ton of money. But what it has challenged me to do is redefine where I have abundance already and to really understand Okay, if I had a million dollars, if I had $10 million, how would my life be any different? Like, what would be different? And then how can I experience that feeling now? So, like, also throwing in some law of attraction stuff with it. And the truth is, is that I am truly living a rich life. And that has become my mantra for abundance. And I felt it most whenever you and I were hiking in the Redwoods while we were on book tour. And I thought, we are having the most abundant rich experience right now and it is free well okay it costs ten dollars to get into the park but for the most part like it doesn't cost a lot of money to live a rich life and for me you know I'm about to go on a podcast and I'm prepping for it and they ask like do you feel successful and I feel like at this point my relationship with my family my relationship with my business partners with my friends it feels abundant. Truly, it does. And that's the kind of thing that money can't buy. And I know that that's really cheesy. And I will also 100% acknowledge that I am coming from a place of privilege and I have enough money. Like I have enough money to meet my basic needs of food and um, living in a house and even being able to get some sushi on a Tuesday, right? But at some point, I don't know, like... I feel like I have enough. And so this is the other thing that I struggle with, too, is at this point of gratitude, I've never felt this much gratitude for what I already have. And so much so that I'm about to go into like our intention for the month is decluttering. I want to declutter so I can work more with what I've got, not even to like expand space for more stuff, which you might think of whenever you think of abundance, expansion. Not even that. I just want to work more with what I've got. So it's allowing me to even release some of the things that I don't need in my space anymore and finding abundance in that way. But I am struggling a little bit because I do want to be a multimillionaire. No shame in that game. I feel like I will be able to make so much more impact for the world. And even, you know, recently for our book campaign, we had a giving back campaign. And 
even just being able to give, you know, a couple hundred dollars to organizations and foundations felt so good. I want to do more of that. And I know that if I can have millions of dollars, I can make more of an impact in those places as well. So like those are the things I would do with that money. And so I've just been kind of meditating on that. Okay, but here's the place where I've been coming up against recently, and I'm really actually curious to chat this out with you, Emily, is that I want abundance for our audience and, you know, the people who listen to the show and engage with us. And I think that we probably see a lot of people who are struggling to make ends meet doing what they love. Like they are struggling paying the bills with their business, and a lot of them are coming to us for advice. So first and foremost, like we're shining a light on the people who are not quite yet boss, for example, or we're attracting them in this way that like it feels like maybe there's more of it than there actually is. Like I bet there's a lot of bosses listening to the show who are paying the bills, doing what they love. We're just not hearing from them as much. So there's something about our brand that is attracting this and that's fine too. But then it, I have to be careful not to like go into a lack place myself. Like to take on other people's scarcity mindset as my own. Does that make sense? And at the same time, I want abundance for our listeners and our audience and our bosses like more than anything. I just want, like whenever I think about what I really want the world to be, whenever it filtered through the lens of abundance, I want creatives, I want anyone to be able to do what they love for a living without having to worry about meeting their basic needs and paying the bills. That's what I want. Agreed. So like, I don't know how to reconcile this. Like, so I'm, I'm focusing on abundance, but I'm also seeing scarcity. And I don't know if it's like a, you know, what you resist persists kind of thing. Like, does focusing on an intention bring up the inverse of that intention? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's what you were talking about a couple of months ago when you didn't want to do this. That's what I was just talking about with, you know, Every time we do set these intentions, we are thrown the exact opposite in order to test our ability to like hold tight to those intentions, which is how it works. I think you can only experience beauty through pain sort of thing where, you know, you have to like, I don't know what is there's there are sayings that I'm not going to butcher right now, but there are lots of them (laughs) that have to do with exactly that. I do want to talk about like this intention setting that we do, though, because as you know, as we're explaining how or how difficult it can be and how it definitely brings up for us the opposite in order to force us to focus on what it is that we're trying to focus on. Um, this intention setting, you know, routine and ritual is something that Kathleen and, have, and I have adopted and shared together over the past several years. I mean, at this point, maybe like five, six years now, we've been sort of playing this intention game and I can definitely feel it snowballing into becoming like bigger and bigger parts of our lives where, you know, early on I would set a monthly intention and forget about it after a day or two. And now I find myself like really living these every single day. And it really allows us to not only obviously think about what it means for ourselves, but what it means for everyone around us. Yeah, totally. It's and it's so funny 
whenever you're talking about our like our intention practice snowballing, I also feel like it's very much merging where our intentions, like not only are our periods synced up, so are <laughs> our intentions, apparently. Yeah, for sure. So even going back to what Kathleen was talking about a minute ago with us, you know, hiking in the woods in San Francisco, it was, um, I guess it was the new moon in Aries, like new zodiac year happening. And Kathleen and I were going to the redwoods. We're like, let's go set some intentions for emotional development over the next year. Like, what is this going to look like? And we're hiking through the woods and Kathleen goes, Emily, what's your word? I go, enthusiasm. And she goes, shut up. So is mine. (laughs) Yeah. And so actually, that's really a good way to highlight a ritual that we did out in the redwoods was we set an intention out there. We wrote it on a bay leaf. We buried it without disrupting anything. We pulled a tarot card. We reflected on it. And it was as simple as that. And it's a moment that we will never forget. And that's one of the things that I love about the rituals and routines that we not only infuse into our lives, but into our business, is that it helps just like punctuate what we're doing every day with a little bit more meaning that also becomes a little bit more memorable. For sure. For sure. I mean, I will never forget that. All parts of it. Um, and but it's also something that you don't even have to do at such like, you know, monumental moments. I mean, we were on book tour, like it was this really big moment in mine and Kathleen's lives. But these are also the kinds of things that we do, you know, every single month or in some cases every single day um, to really tap into why it is that we're showing up to do this shit day after day, basically. <laughs> okay, so I just had a thought about abundance and scarcity. I have to talk it through. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so I think in the same ways that I've been working on it for myself, for myself, I need to stop projecting that maybe some of our audience is experiencing scarcity. Like just because I get an email from somebody saying, I'm freaking out about money or I don't know how to reconcile time whenever it comes to working a day job and having a side hustle. I need to stop thinking, like throwing them into the scarcity pool and start really finding the places where they have abundance, just like I'm finding the places that I have abundance. So this is my new intention whenever it comes to that. And then also I love how our monthly intentions, which we typically line up with the new moon, Um, tends to align or somehow support our overarching theme of the year as well. And so it really helps you make new connections whenever you're setting monthly intentions and then pairing it with your yearly focus. So for example, another place where we're in sync or aligned is this month we were texting back and forth like, okay, what's, what's our intention for the month? And it's funny because as much as we've adopted this as a ritual and routine in our work and life, I still sometimes forget. And that's why I love having a business bestie like you that can text me and say like, ah, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of my word. Help me hash it out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't even thought about my word yet. But intuitively, <laughs> what I've been thinking about, you know, it's it's just a good reminder and it's a good practice to do with someone else, like an accountability buddy, right? And so you were talking about decluttering and wanting something around decluttering. And I was like, that's it. That's the word. And since then, I've been taking a bag of stuff to um, like out to my trunk of my car every single day to then take to Goodwill and donate. And this decluttering is really playing into abundance as far as I have more than enough that I can get rid of stuff and feel even more abundant whenever my house is cleared out of stuff that is weighing me down. So like for me, the idea of abundance coming and not getting more, but having less, 
what a mind trip that is. <laughs> right? Expand that perception. Open your mind. All of those things. And I think I think that's kind of the purpose of this is the purpose of showing up and doing the thing consistently is that one, you know, it's going to work for the good. And two, it's going to continue you know, opening your ability to see the world in different ways. I think if we're all just showing up and doing the thing, we're not growing as humans. Um, but if we're showing up and doing it with intention, we're getting closer and closer to who it is that we're supposed to be. Um, and it's not easy. Nothing worth doing is easy. Um, and it's not necessarily fun, but I do find it terribly fulfilling for sure. Okay, so I think that um, intentions and values – you all, you can find these in our book. I think that's one of the best places to find these exercises where we're talking about it. We also have it at beingboss.club slash values, a whole list of values that you can pick from and choose from. So be sure to check that out. But I want to go from that, which is more of a mindset thing, into like really tactical and practical habits and routines that reflect our rituals or just like what we're doing so how about go you? For it. What, what are you doing? Oh, me? I'll go yeah. first. So one of the things that I do is, you know, I get out and take a walk in my yard every day. At a least little walkabout. Like, we call it like surveying the kingdom, even though our <laughs> kingdom is like a quarter acre. Guys, it's not huge. It's a nice little plot of land. But we call it surveying our kingdom. And we go out and just see what's growing, basically. Or like... <laughs> This morning we went out, there was a dead bird in the front yard. Like, just what has happened in the yard um, over the past But I also think hours. that you're so, like, visceral with your surveying the kingdom. Oh, like, I'm touching, touching all the things. Yesterday I was on a walk and I touched a tree and I thought of you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm sure my neighbors think that I am a nutcase because I literally will walk around and touch all of my plants. Not all of them all the time, but probably within a week I'm touching them all. <laughs> So are you touching them because like you're a kid with that kind of sense of curiosity that has to be expressed through the sense of touch or are you like giving them love? Like what is happening whenever you're touching (laughs) what what am I doing? Um, I guess this is probably one of the weirdest things I've ever said, but I'm experiencing their growth. How about that? Isn't that weird? Say more. Right. So the best example of this is I have a Japanese maple tree in the front yard that is one of my it's one of it's one of my favorite things on the planet. And I remember whenever we were looking for a house, David asked me, like, because we're tree people, he was like, What kind of tree do you hope our new house has? And I was like, I would love a Japanese maple. Like that would be fantastic. If it doesn't have one, we'll plant one. And the house that we chose had a Japanese maple in the front yard. And it wasn't because of the maple. It just all lined up that way because that's how the world works. And so I have this very beautiful Japanese maple in the front yard. And whenever it blooms every spring, its leaves are amazing. Like they come out as like these little like soft, hairy red leaves. And they are, they're just so soft. I can't help but touch them. And then as they grow, they lose the fur <laughs> and they become quite a bit more leaf like. But I like experiencing that throughout the process of it going from being a weird little hairy leaf to being like a hard maple leaf. And so that's really what I'm doing is I'm just experiencing all of my plants growing. I love it. (laughs) Are you smelling them too? 
No, this is I, something I've started right? doing is like, I don't know, because I'm in a new house, like as spring is happening and things are blooming, I'm like rubbing my fingers on things that I think might be an herb and then yep. smelling so that you can tell what it is. Good. But a lot of things don't smell like anything. So those are weeds, right? <laughs> yes, most likely. Um, right. So I don't like smell all the things. Like there are plants in my yard that do smell good. I'll smell those. Like I'm always walking by my rosemary and like rubbing my hand down it and smelling my hand um, and weird things like that. But I'm not just generally walking around smelling off my plants. No. Okay. So you're touching things. I'm touching them. Um Looking at flowers as they grow, we we also, like, we love mushrooms in this house. So, like, our backyard gets these patches of mushrooms most mornings, and they're always, they're only there for, like, minutes. Like, once the sun hits them, they're gone. So, we always, like, get out and try to, like, see the mushrooms before they disintegrate. Um, Wait, how does that work? Do they pop up, and then are they going back into the earth, or are they disintegrating, and then more are popping up? The second. They're disintegrating and more are popping up. Oh. Yeah. Right? Mushrooms are fascinating. If anybody, like, needs <laughs> to hang out with some mushrooms, there's actually a really great um, Netflix documentary about mushrooms if you just want to go there. Oh. Just saying. Are they of – is the documentary about the magical kind, psilocybin? All mushrooms are magical, but no, not those kinds of magical <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> no, but they're they're a completely fascinating organism, and so it's one of those things that we get really geeky about. Um, so we walk around the yard a lot. I'm also currently making friends with the squirrel. <laughs> That's happening. We had a conversation together this morning. He's less scared of us than most squirrels are. He's kind of a baby. And he hasn't been taught to be super afraid of humans. And so we're hoping that we can be his friend and we just really want to feed him. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he's really cute. Um, My friend Shauna has a squirrel. Nubby Twiglet. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I was watching this little squirrel speak to me this oh. morning and I thought of her squirrel. So cute. It's so cute. Um, So that's one of the things that I do every single day, or not if it's raining and not if it's super cold, but as often as I can. In the warm weather, I'll go out there twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening, and just do a lap around the yard to see see what's up Um, for no real purpose other than it's something to do that I enjoy doing. Like, there's no, like, real hardcore purpose. I'm not going out there and, like, weeding every day or anything. Like, I just want to go see what's happening in the, like, realm that is my home. And that always makes me feel super grounded um, and reminds me, again, that there are things happening in the world that have nothing to do with my online businesses or, you know, the problems that I have or the problems that other people have that are put in front of my face or whatever it may be, um, that there are things happening in the world that are not affected by any of that and they're beautiful. You know, and coming back to the ritual and routine aspect of this, though, and even the intention, I'm thinking about the Garden Awakening by... Mm -hmm our friend Mary Reynolds, who has mm -hmm. been on the show. And she talks about like walking the premise to almost like stake your claim a little bit, right? Like to really draw your boundaries. And I think that that's a really interesting, even if it's not something that's front of mind for you as you're doing this, I think that's what you're doing. And for me, I even think about whenever I think about like what makes my home a home, I always think about um, what it smells like. So the smells of the spices that I use or the incense that I use. And I think of it as like infusing the space with energy or even having friends over. And I think that's what you're doing with your outdoor space is that you are infusing it with this energy 
you're claiming it as yours. And I think it's a really beautiful ritual and routine, even if like you're not thinking that every single time you do it. And that's something else I want to point out about rituals and routines is that sometimes they can become the kinds of habits that aren't like super precious or such a big deal all the time. Yeah, I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure or a lot of precious, a lot of pressure on you know, creating routines and rituals that like they have to show up in a certain way every single time. And I think, you know, one of the things that we love about routines is that it's one of those things that you can do almost mindlessly that can get you the same result every single time. And that's definitely, it doesn't mean that it's less, I mean, I guess it does mean that it's less meaningful, but it doesn't make it meaningless. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, It is still meaningful. You're still doing it for some sort of desired effect. Um, And there's not a whole lot of pressure to do it. You can just do it and enjoy the process, even if it's different every single time or the same every single time. It's good stuff. What about you? Well, I have really shored up my morning routine and it is on <laughs> Tell me all about well, it. Well, I've just added in one small thing. So in the mornings, whenever I wake up, I go to the kitchen and I drink a huge glass of water every single morning. And I've been obsessed with the idea of hydration and not just getting fluids in my body, but really getting that water into my cells. I don't know the science behind this stuff, but I listen to like a lot of those like biohacking podcasts. I also listen to a lot of like magical stuff. So really blending the science with the magic, with the body and like our experience as humans is really fascinating to me. And so I was connecting a few different dots between all of the different things that I was listening to and like pink Himalayan salt you might know more than I do like what the more magical properties of it is but I recently learned that the word salary comes from salt that soldiers were paid in salt and so coming back to abundance and living a rich life in the morning what I've been doing is warming up my water on the stove a little bit and then adding a pinch of pink Himalayan salt to the bottom of a mason jar and I like doing this out of a mason jar too like there's something about the weight (laughs) of it that feels extra special rather Uh than just a regular glass and also probably because I'm heating up the water it's nicer to have like a thicker glass so it's not burning my hand So I throw in a pinch of pink Himalayan salt, a teaspoon of calm magnesium powder, and then a squeeze of half a lemon. And then even this morning, so I I put all that in there and then I pour the hot water over it and I stir it up and you can see because of like the magnesium and the salt and the lemon, like it makes a little cyclone in the middle, like a little vortex in the middle. So even this morning I was holding the water and I was like, I'm living a rich life as this vortex is happening. Yes, ma'am. And then I drank it. (laughs) And so I've been doing that every morning and there's just something about like this extra little ritual that I've included in my day has been phenomenal. And I can't really describe what it is other than I just feel like it's like taking a mundane thing that I was doing anyway to the next level and really blending the science of it, like getting more hydrated, getting more of those like minerals with the spirituality of it, of like infusing my intention into this water pushing it into all of my cells so there's been that (laughs) then I I haven't been great about um journaling like even morning pages never really resonated with me because I just felt like nothing was ever really coming of it 
So I recently read Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, which I'm obsessed with. That is my new favorite book. I think every creative entrepreneur should have it. And so he talks about this thing called five-minute journaling, and it's basically listing three things that you're grateful for. And then my favorite one, my favorite prompt is, today will be great if, and then just listing out three things. So for example, today, my today will be great if, one, I get in a really good workout, Two, the sauna is open. So the sauna at my gym has been closed for a week. And I was supposed to be open yesterday, but it wasn't. So I was like, today will be great if the sauna is open and I can get in a good sweat. And then the third one was like maybe something around tackling some to-do list stuff. So like if I could just get everything off my to-do list or if I could get down to inbox zero or if I could go for a long walk. And I found that like my today will be great if scenarios have been really super simple. And then at the end of the day, I feel totally accomplished because I was able to do most of the things. Or sometimes like it'll include meditation or doing yoga nidra. And sometimes I don't do those things. And so it's just like a good reminder, like, okay, I didn't do those things, maybe tomorrow. And then the last thing that you journal is kind of like I am mantras. And so for me, like it's like I am attracting amazing opportunities. Lo and behold, I am. Or like, I am living a rich life, and then not only do I have my awesome salt water that makes me feel like I'm living a rich life, I'll get like a fat tax return because I accidentally did my numbers wrong last year. <laughs> but like like little like fun law of attraction things like that have been happening, or at least I've been noticing more serendipity in journaling every morning in this way. So that's kind of like my new rituals and routines, my new morning routine that I'm obsessed with. I love that. I love that journaling one a lot. That's one that I've definitely dropped off of this year. And it's because I didn't buy myself a new journal at the beginning of the year. Isn't that a weird thing? Where like I had a couple pages left in my like journal from last year and I was like, oh, I don't need one yet. Like I'll like, I'll uh, be frugal, I guess, and like wait, use up these last pages. And I just stopped using it altogether. Okay, but I took a cue from you because don't you, do you use yellow legal pads or like the three ring, like just five star? Oh, yeah, for like work notebooks. stuff, not like journal. Not okay, like- well, I've been using that for journaling mm-hmm. and I've been staying more consistent using like a crappy dollar store notebook than like the typical moleskin that I get. And I think it's because, again, like that. I'm not making it so precious or so important that Mm -hmm. it can just be in like a cheap three ring binder with a plastic red cover. Nice. I'm being too precious. That's definitely what I'm doing. I mean, maybe. There is something nice about a moleskin. My brother gets a new moleskin every year, like the calendar planner. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of his tour dates, so my brother is a sideshow performer, for those of you who don't know, but like he keeps track of all of his tour dates in there. And there's something so like old-fashioned about it that is cute I like it's that. super cute and I just love the way that it feels that's another thing I've been doing is I've been doing a lot more um pen to paper business planning yes and it's something that we preach so much and like even our CEO day kit is you're printing off 10 worksheets and you're filling them out by hand but there's something that happens whenever you start packaging something up and selling it like even chalkboard method I haven't done it this year yet And it's like one of those things where I feel like once I start teaching something so much, 
I stopped doing it myself. And I know that this happens even for like yoga instructors, for example, is that they stop practicing what they preach. Um, But I've been getting back to it and remembering like, oh, whenever I'm struggling with things in my business, if I put pen to paper and actually work it out, it gets it out of my head onto paper and into an action plan that I can execute on and feel better about every single day. So like I've been doing a lot more of like pen to paper business planning and that has made a huge difference. Good. I love that. That's one of those things that I do still do and I haven't been a or I can't do business planning on the computer. I have such a hard time doing it. Like my brain just can't work that way. So I love that. I like sitting down once a week at least with a business notebook and just either planning something or laying out the week ahead that like pen to paper and that routine of doing it once a week definitely I think contributes to my ability to get shit done. This Being Boss episode is brought to you by 2020, where creative minds get authentic real-world stock photos. If you're looking to tell a true story through your brand to deliver an honest message to your audience on social media, the photos you use will matter. 2020 has crowdsourced millions of photos from a community of over 350,000 photographers, all available under a simple royalty-free license. Today, they're offering listeners of Being Boss a five-photo free trial. To start yours right now, go to 2020.com slash beingboss. That's the word 20, then 20.com slash beingboss to get five free photos. All right, speaking of no computer, you have challenged yourself this quarter to have so many computer free days i always forget the number because like 30. it always feels ridiculous to me it is a ridiculous number no computer work days 30 no computer work days right so one of the things that i've found a lot uh, for a long time is that i don't like being in front of the computer anymore like i don't love it it hurts my body to sit here in front of the computer. It hurts my brain to look at the screen all the time. So one of the things that I decided to do this quarter is 30 days of no computer. At this point, I think I've done one, two, because I did a chalkboard for it. Hold up. Let me count. Nice. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I've done 12 of the 30 so far. Okay. Pro tip. If you do like groupings of five. Okay. We'll see. I decided, I know. And (laughs) design mistake. I decided to be cute and like bubble them in at random. I oh. hate that decision. <laughs> Bad decision, that does guys. not sound like you at all. I know, and I hate it. So I have to count them, and I can't really tell exactly. Like, it's bad idea. I might redo it. <laughs> Bad idea. But um, I have done 12 of the 30 so far, and a lot of that has been book tour stuff. So that counts as, like, days that I'm not sitting at a computer. Um, But I want to point that out, too, because I've been on a lot of business trips with people who are spending, like, an hour or two in the morning hashing out work on their computer. And whenever we were on book tour, we really weren't doing any of that. I didn't bring my laptop. I never bring my laptop when I travel with you. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I never have have the laptop. Well, I guess because I've got mine. (laughs) Right. I I always know you're going to have yours. (laughs) So I have two. Um, but also even you don't. Like there have been a couple of times when you have, like, but for good reason. Um, but I never bring my laptop whenever I travel for business. And um, 
And so I'm able to really use those days as like no computer days where I'm still working and getting things done, obviously, but I don't have to do it at a computer. One of the things that I have led myself to believe as I've built these online businesses is that I'm not working unless I'm sitting at the computer. And that is not true. That is like as a CEO of a business or two, um, I can be working, not at a computer. And granted, starting Almanac and it being a product-based business has definitely given me the ability to um, to really separate my work from a computer. But even at being boss, like I can do hardcore planning pen to paper, or I can have I can have out of house meetings and things that aren't at the computer. Um, and so it's really forced me to think about how I can diversify my work hours so that it doesn't all involve a computer screen. You know, one of my favorite rituals and routines that I have is going for a walk. And I've been walking more every single day since I moved up here to Detroit. And even in the snow and the cold, I've been getting outside and walking all the time. Like I'm probably averaging 10,000 steps a day pretty easily. And sometimes I was feeling guilty about that, like taking that time to do that because I'm probably spending about an hour, an hour 15 walking. And like whenever it comes to tracking my time between braid and being boss, and then I'm spending an hour walking and I'm also spending an hour in the morning working out. So probably like two hours a day moving my body. But in the grand scheme of things, it makes me so much more efficient. And while I'm walking, I am coming up with so many more ideas. And I have found that like this year has felt like one of my more creative years or like I'm freaking out a little bit less. And I haven't been staying super consistent with meditation, but I have been staying more consistent with walking. And it just like opens up my brain to and I'm also listening to podcasts so I'm learning new things as I go as well that I'm absolutely applying to my businesses so it's hard to like I don't know for me say like that's not work but it also doesn't feel like work does that make sense yeah I think it's work for sure you should definitely just stick that in timely (laughs) (laughs) as as your walk your walk time because I do think that's work And walking, I think, is important. That's something we do every day, if not twice a day, because we have a dog that needs to go for a walk. And definitely something that, you know, we usually do it as a family. Like, that's family time for us. So whether it's before I get in here and do work and or, you know, just after work or before we start getting ready for bed, it's a time that we can get together and, you know, talk about our day or what we have planning for the day or what happened that day or you know, what we want to do or what we're going to eat for dinner. It's always a great time to actually hash out what you're eating for dinner is when you're on a walk with everyone. Um, So that's something that we definitely enjoy. And again, getting outside and we, you know, do a walk around the neighborhood that has me expanding my survey of the kingdom to like other people's yards as well. (laughs) There are several like overhanging, like uh, rose bushes that overhang um, like sidewalks and things that will stop and smell the roses or, you know, pick some honeysuckles along along the way, like it's become a nice like routine and even ritual in a lot of ways. There are a couple honeysuckle bushes that are like mining Lily's snack along the way. That's a fun little thing to do, you know, as a family, but also just a human being who spends a lot of time with technology. Um, as someone who loves to eat, honeysuckles are not a snack. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tasting experience. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. True, this is a tasting experience. You're right. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Not a snack. (laughs) Um, So one thing I've been doing lately that I've really been trying to 
get more intuitive with is my workouts. So those of you who follow me on Instagram, you may have seen some of my Instagram stories of my workouts. And one of the things that I've done since this year, since like moving away from my gym buddies who I love so much, and I still look to for a lot of programming and guidance whenever it comes to my workouts, I've been trying to just get really intuitive with it. And this is something I actually um, look up to Melissa Hartwig a lot for. So she has a background in CrossFit and all the things. Um, And then I've also done some pretty hardcore workouts in the past and done a lot of boxing and done a lot of different things. And I've even tried bodybuilding and counting my macros and all of that. I'm done with all of it. Like, I just want to do movement that feels really good. And some days deadlifting really heavy feels really good. Other days doing some light kettlebell work feels really good. And really just trying to be intuitive about like, what does my body really need right now? There are some days that I'll just completely skip the gym altogether and do some yoga nidra instead, which is for those of you who don't know, like yoga nidra is not even moving through different asanas or different poses. It is literally laying there and bringing your attention to different parts, different points of your body, and it becomes this total relaxation experience. And sometimes that's exactly what my body needs. But I do get like some questions on Instagram about how to work out or what's the best approach to getting in shape. And we're talking about walking. Nothing has, and this isn't about changing your body composition, but I will say in my experience, nothing has changed my body composition to feel stronger and leaner than walking every single day. Like if I'm doing nothing else but that, I'm so solid, like golden. So I'm just throwing that in there as well because I get a lot of questions about it. I love that. Yeah, getting a lot more intuitive with my workouts, like really listening to my body. And oh, this made me think of that because you were talking about how sitting at your desk makes your body hurt. And so I think that our bodies hold so much wisdom and knowledge. And if we can start listening to that a little bit more, the better we are going to be personally, professionally, across the board. I agree. My body does not want me to sit here anymore, guys. Like, very legit, which actually has me thinking about, you know, other desk solutions and studio setups and those sorts of things. It even has me, get this, thinking about getting an out-of-house office. Like, Oh, really? A little bit. And literally just for the fact of, like, getting me further away from my bed. And not that, like, not saying that for the purpose that like I spend my day in bed because I don't. I'm only in bed when I'm sleeping at night. Um, but literally just that act of like removing myself further from like where I am so that my body has to be upright Move. for longer every day. Right? Like that feels weird, but it has me thinking about it. It has me thinking about that a lot. I'm not ready to make any decisions. But after almost three years of working at an in-home office, after having a studio for about three years, I think it may be time for me to swing the other way. But we will see. Interesting. We I like see. it. Um, I also find that like with, uh, sorry, I keep talking about working out. It's only because it's my favorite thing that I do. Like it's basically my hobby is working out. But I do find so many lessons in doing hard things and understanding my limits and my boundaries with working out. Like for me, there is no better metaphor for my life as a creative entrepreneur than my life in the gym as well or outside the gym, wherever I'm getting my movement in. Right. 
I like that. And even to go back to, and it's funny, I think these probably align really well with our intentions as well. But um, for me, another routine that I am staying in, and we talked about this a couple, several episodes ago about meditating, is I am still meditating most mornings. So it's changed a lot um, from then. Now it's just very like I wake up and the first thing that I do is I usually have a couple of crystals on the side of my bed or on the, my bedside table, grabbing one of those, usually relatively intuitively, though I've been super drawn to, I have a super chunky black tourmaline, which I love very dearly, which is weird, but it's true because it's a rock. Um, and I'll put it over a chakra intuitively. Solar plexus is where it usually lives and um, and just meditate for however long, five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it may be. And then I start my day. And that has been that has been very grounding and a good experience and one where, you know, if I do go a couple of days without doing it, I can tell I haven't done it. And mostly like I just miss it. Not that like my brain feels more scattered, but like it's like you know, not seeing a friend for a couple of days. <laughs> you just kind of miss it. Okay, so I have something that's been happening with meditation. What? That I have to share. It's, <laughs> oh my God. It's kind of like intentions <laughs> a little bit. Tell me where, things like this. I know. Where I feel like whenever I meditate, in some ways, I feel like it makes me more sensitive. And then like I end up having like a total emotional meltdown after a few days of meditating. Interesting. Yeah. So if any listeners know anything about that. Please write but, Kathleen a detailed email because she needs yeah. to check that out. Because I was so proud of myself. I did yoga nidra three days in a row. And then I had a total meltdown, like just feeling like a terrible mom, a terrible business owner, like one of those like spiral moments yeah. where I was like, everything is shit. And I was like, but I've been meditating. <laughs> Maybe you should have done it day four. But you know what? I exact, that's exactly right. But speaking of crystals, I'm kind of coming back around to them. So like we dabble in a lot of woo and we've integrated a lot of tarot and herbs and different kind of magical tools and talismans into our work and our lives. And crystals is one of those things that I've always thought were pretty and, you know, cool, but never super connected with them. And um, I, I'm starting to like, I think it's because of the rich water, like with the Himalayan mm-hmm. salt and this idea of that making me feel like I'm living a rich life and really feeling like I can infuse intentions into this like perfect form of this salt, right? Back into my body. I'm like, okay, it's helped me reframe like how maybe I could work with crystals to really supercharge some of my intentions, even if it's just like, I don't know, placebo or whatever. Right. Like, that's okay, too. Everything is an illusion. Everything is placebo. (laughs) It's fine. For sure. I have, too. And we've had conversations about this before where, you know, for a long time, rocks are just pretty. I love rocks collection. Like, give me all of them. Um, But while doing Almanac, I've definitely had to learn more about them. I definitely have access to more of them. I found myself using them significantly more and really enjoying them. <laughs> I enjoy my rocks. Um, sometimes when I hear the shit we say, I'm like, why <laughs> does anyone listen to us? But legit, I've um, I've really been enjoying my rocks lately. And um, I, I cleanse them 
often. Um, I set them out in the full moon, and I've been doing that for years. Even even at times when I didn't really think that it actually mattered, I would still do it every full moon, setting all the crystals out. And it's not just me. Lily will go grab all of her rocks around her room. David will go grab a couple of his that he has sort of tucked away, and we'll all put them out for the full moon. It's become like a fun little family ritual every month. I love that. Okay, so I'm going to plug Almanac here because we have one of your crystal grid kits and Fox and I just did one together the other day and I was blown away at how intuitive he was to making a crystal grid. So I kind of started with like the middle of it. And this alone is a meditation and working with crystals and it's like doing something with your hands. Mm -hmm. And creative and like all the fun things. I think I'm going to start like meditating maybe even in that way and like working with crystals in that way. I think it's like a really good way to blend all of the things in a way that really works with me. And I used to think that with crystal grids that it had to be like in a certain pattern or shape or decoration. I didn't know that you could just make it up. Yeah. Which is so dumb. Like, why do I need permission around anything? Like, if I've learned anything at this point, it's that you can make everything up. So um, Fox and I started doing a crystal grid together, and he just instantly picked up on it. Love that. So we created this crystal grid out of an almanac bundle that Uh you sell, like a little pouch full of tourmaline and quartz crystals. And then... We did one, and then he wanted to do another one. So I just let him do it all by himself, and he created this skeleton. It was amazing. It was pretty incredible. I I was like, yeah, you're a witch. So anyway, I think that that was like a really fun ritual and routine that I want to do more of. And I think that like going back to our intention of the year with mine being abundance, I think that I've put a lot of focus on self-care. And again, this idea of living a rich life, like that I don't need a ton of money to do all these things that make me feel abundant and luxurious and really good. So I've also been doing a lot of dry brushing. Do you ever do any of that? I do. I love a good dry brushing. (laughs) So some dry brushing always makes me feel like a horse. So this is like an Ayurvedic practice and it's these bristles on a brush and you're literally brushing your skin from the feet up toward your heart. And it like the first time you do it, you're like, ouch, that hurts. But then you quickly adjust to it where it feels really good. So I do that before I take a shower One thing I've been doing, so going back to working out and the parallels between that and business, like whenever I can push myself through an extra set, I'm like, yes, this is why I'm a boss because I can do this thing. Okay, but the hardest thing I do is taking a cold shower. I can't do it. I used and I used to think mm-hmm. that I could do it and this is again going back to some of that like biohacking stuff that I'm so nerdy about. But I used to think I was doing it. I didn't realize I wasn't turning the shower all the way to cold. I can do lukewarm. Am- oh my gosh. That's about the it. amount of discipline and courage it takes <laughs> to pull that knob all the way to cold is intense. And it is like it takes your breath away and it is so hard to do. And then every time I do it, I'm like, um, I'm a boss. I can do this. And, and I do. I do it. it I almost confidence. admire you, except for the fact that you don't have to do that. <laughs> 
You don't okay, have Okay, what to. other like luxurious like self-care things? Like are you taking a lot of baths lately? What are you doing? Sure. So actually I want to shout out two things. So you were mentioning Almanac Crystal Grids. You can get those oh, at yeah. almanacsupplyco.com. There you go. And I also want to mention the dry brush because um, we had a listener send us some dry brushes. And I don't know if this is the one you're using, but it's the one that it I is. use. And I, and I love, love it. it. Good. Because I've had a couple in the past and didn't love them as much. Something about the size and like the weight of this one in my hand, but also the bristles are really great. So the one that we have is from Stas & Co. We'll make sure we have a link in the show notes. It was yeah, sent to us. StasAndCo.com. StasAndCo.com. It was a listener who sent them to us and they didn't tell us to say this. And it's actually been quite a while, I think, since she sent them. But while we're talking about it, they're legit. Super So them. incredible. It's so good. Yes. And then your crystals from Almanac Supply Co. Right. are so good. And Thank I love you. getting them from you because I know that they're infused with your love. Right. I do totally cleanse them and they'll probably start going out the full moon as well. Just Wait, do you there. actually cleanse them before you send them out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. and partly because they're dirty. Like, just so many hands have been on them. Like, they're just kind of ew. Um, but also, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't, like, also energetically cleanse them so that they're really ready to go. Um, so that is something that we do. But um, yes to baths. So one of the things that I did during the nonsense of our house getting that, like, immediate work over um, was one thing that I wanted to get out of it was an upgrade to our bathroom that I've wanted since we moved in, but just hadn't been a priority. So we hadn't done it yet. But that was getting a new faucet for our bathtub. So we have like one of those really nice claw foot cast iron bathtubs. It was one of the reasons why we bought this house. It fits me perfectly. It's too small for David, but literally perfect size for me, which is fantastic. And um, it had like a really crappy faucet on it. And what I wanted was a nice faucet with like a hand shower. So one of the things that I've been doing more lately is taking baths, uh, but also just going in there and like soaking my feet. So we also have this like really great like across the tub sort of little shelf thing that makes a really great seat. And I'll go in there and just like soak my feet or um, even make some herbal infusions for soaking my feet as well. You can do this. Um, Is soaking your feet a euphemism for vaginal steaming? <laughs> not this time. <laughs> not this time. It's not. Okay, so you're actually soaking your feet. Just soaking my feet. Because um, also, I'm usually walking around the yard barefooted. Like, that's also a thing. Um, so I'll go soak my feet only legitimately um in that tub so I do I am liking my tub quite a lot these days so one thing that I've been really into lately are face masks and my I got a brush like to apply my face mask so I like blending them up myself so also shout out to our friend and boss at floraapothecary.com so like she makes some really cool face masks and then I also got one from a place called fox naturals here in michigan And so I got this really nice fan brush to actually paint my face mask on with. And it feels so luxurious. I've never as fuck. I know. I've never had a facial, like a professional one Uh before, but I think that I've seen people use those like in commercials for facials or whatever. Anyway. I like paint it. it on it feels so nice. And then it gets on all even and smooth. Yep. I just and it feels so good. 
This is making me realize, like, I'm really good at self-care. I'm never that person. I feel like we get asked a lot on interviews, like, well, how do you manage self-care? And I'm like, I prioritize There's no managing self-care. It's managing the rest of our life around self-care. That's exactly (laughs) right. Right. I can definitely use some work, but I'm definitely getting much better at it. And that's, like, you've definitely driven a lot of that because you – it's funny. You talk about, like – feeling guilty maybe even about taking two hours to work out and walk and things. But, and maybe this even goes back to that, um, back to the partnership and collaboration and communication episode that we did a couple episodes ago. I, I'm not mad that you spend all of that time on yourself being healthy and happy because I know that it makes your work significantly better. I know it's, you know, your consistent workout routine that has you showing up to do the work the way you do. Um, and I admire that you figured yourself out enough to know that that is a priority and that allows you to show up in the capacity that you do. So high five. Oh, thanks. I'll take that. But there are like some things that I really want to work on and probably more around like the self-care around my business. So like I'm good at taking care of my body. I would like to take care of my business more. And I think that even this conversation has really highlighted that I need to do the chalkboard method again. Yeah. Like what? Why even I have one with bad dots. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then that CEO day kit of like really putting pen to paper. And I think that I've slacked with this a little bit because you do it for us. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just like rely on that. But I think that whenever I can get in there and really map out what I want our business to look like in a really intuitive, values-driven way, but also getting into the money mojo and the marketing and revenue and planning all of that out, it just makes me feel... Almost like it makes me feel more secure in all of the insecurity that comes with running your own business. It makes me feel safe and it makes me feel creative and it makes me feel like I know what I'm working toward. Okay. Are there any more like habits and routines you want to do more of? I think this has probably shown me that I need to get back to journaling, regardless of not having a new notebook, <laughs> because that's stupid. Um, but I think part of that too is I I go in and out of a really good daily tarot practice like just in and out and I'm out at the moment and I'd like to get back in. Oh, I we need to get Bridget back on the show. I agree. I have some questions for her. <laughs> okay, so the other thing that I want to make sure to touch on before we hang up on this episode is social rituals and routines because this is something I've been seeing a lot of value in and probably because I've moved away from my entire support system. I'm really having to cultivate some more habits and routines and rituals around my social life more than ever before. And so for me, I've been scheduling weekends with my favorite friend Liz, who also works for us over at Braid Creative. She happens to live two hours away from me in Michigan. So I'm in the Detroit side. She's in the Grand Rapids side. And every time we get together over the weekend, either she'll come to my house with her family. So she has a little boy just like I do. And her and her husband will come over. And at the end of that weekend, like we just spend all weekend 
cooking together. And there's nothing like cooking with a friend that will bring you together. We'll go to like her and I will often sneak off and go grab a glass of wine and some bites and dream about like what we want our lives to look like. And it's so good. But the thing that I really want to point out here in this conversation is that before we leave the weekend, we plan out the next one. Like when is the next one happening? And we put it in the calendar. Otherwise, it is so easy to just be like, "Eh, I'm feeling lazy. I'm just going to be on my couch all weekend. So we schedule it and we make it a priority. I love that. I've also been doing similar things, not quite to that capacity, but with having meals with old friends. So friends who don't live also where I live now um, and meeting in places in between to just share dinner. So imagine like an hour or two drive for dinner and back like it's a commitment. It's not just like running out for a glass of wine with a friend. It's something where you both have to work a little harder. And um, doing that has made me feel more connected to, you know, the relationships that I that are less accessible to me now, but also not because I have a car and a phone and all of those fantastic things. So um, so just having dinner. So if you can't do weekends easily enough or if the relationships aren't super conducive for doing that, I have enjoyed just regular dinners with friends, which I think most people are like, well, duh, that's easy. <laughs> but as Kathleen and I have been, you know, launching the book and diving into all of those things, It's funny, I came out of that experience realizing that I didn't have friends anymore. (laughs) And obviously I had friends, but like I hadn't seen them in forever. Like we had really been nose to the grindstones for so long that I, that, that priority had fallen away. And so coming back to making that a priority has been something I've been working hard to do lately. I love it. I think the other thing I've been doing around like social rituals and routines is picking up the phone and not even texting people, but FaceTiming them. And I, I even love had, FaceTime. Who was it that I called? I think it was Bridget. So our PR rep who helped us with the launch of the book. I had to call her for something and I was like, I'm just a FaceTimer. And she laughed and she was like, are you grandma? And I was like, I don't think grandmas know how to FaceTime. <laughs> or maybe they do, but... I have been specifically FaceTiming um, my siblings a lot lately, and then I get super jealous whenever I call my sister, and then my brother is over at her house. (laughs) But then I guess it's like a two-for-one. But I've just been enjoying FaceTiming with them, even whenever I have nothing to say, and almost just like grabbing a glass of wine, FaceTiming, and having a conversation as if I'm there. And this probably even comes from, and we talked about this in our partnership and collaboration episode, but I think it comes from like our ability to just hop on Zoom anytime. I'm bringing that to my quote unquote real life or my life outside of work and really trying to make that a priority because Instagram is not enough. Texting is not enough. I need to have some good FaceTime, literally, with my family and my friends. Right. I agree. And I also just want to point out something that you and I, I think, always do when we're together is, you know, one, talking about what we want and setting goals. Like, Kathleen and I are always talking about what we want. And, like, on some level, that feels, like, super selfish and pointless. But also, we know that it's not. Kathleen and I know that when we, when we can get clear on what it is that we want, even if it's big and dreamy and ridiculous, we can take action to get there. So, like, Knowing that every time we're in the same physical space together, that's the time we're going to get really, really dreamy. And it's also a time when we're probably going to do some sort of special intention setting or like talking really deeply about what it is that our current intention is or whatever it may be. We've gotten really good at at having those like 
sort of big life planning moments even together, which is really important and something I value in our relationship, but I'm able to value because it's a routine. It's something that we, and it actually, that shit's ritual. (laughs) Like it's something that we put a lot of energy and thought into and we do it every time we're together. Well, and I want to highlight that ritual piece of it because I think that you and I are especially good at taking what Liz and I call dreamings, which is like fantasizing about what it is that you want. And coming back to like what you want, I like to make a list of a hundred things that I want to do or places that I want to go or things I want to eat or make or try. Like it could be as simple as baking a cheesecake or as grand as going to Tokyo and eating sushi in Tokyo. Um, So I have like all these big life goals, or it might be like, I think I even put in there owning a house with a beautiful bathtub with a grand view. So like that is something I've never had is like a luxurious bathtub. So even you talking about your cast iron tub, I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that for myself. I've only been able to fill out half of my list and I feel like there's something wrong. Like why? And maybe this comes with the abundance thing where like I have everything I need and balancing that with wanting things. But I think that wanting things is what really pushes you to evolve and grow and experience as much as you can in this human body of yours. Like we only have so much time. So why not want things and make things happen? Um, But, oh, what I was going to say about us, like this whole conversation has been around rituals and routines. And I think that it's about bringing the ideas that we have or the desires that we have, the pleasures that we seek or the problems that we're trying to tackle and really bringing them into reality with these rituals, like these things that we are literally doing to make a memory or to make it more real. And so even um, I think for us, not only do we talk about our intentions, but we've gotten to a place where we can ritualize them by writing them on a bay leaf and throwing them in the redwoods somewhere. We're probably going to get like fined for bringing a bay leaf into the redwoods. Right. I feel it was so paranoid not a national park. This. It was not a, like, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this even legal? Of all the legal things I'm like worried about doing. Worried about putting a bay leaf in the forest. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I respect our national parks. Um, okay. So anyway, I think that we have taken it to that next level of like making it concrete and making it memorable. And we've only scratched the surface on some of the things that we do to ritualize or make routines out of all these wild thoughts going through our heads. So I want to encourage our listeners to really think about the rituals and routines that you are bringing to your work and your life. Think about how you can turn some of those things into habits that you can come to rely on and really count on to like brighten your day. Hey bosses, I want to tell you about the CEO Day Kit. The CEO Day Kit is 12 months of focus planning for your business in just one day. So Emily and I have packaged up the exact tools that we've been consistently using for years that have helped us grow from baby bosses to the CEOs of our own businesses. Gain clarity, find focus, get momentum, prioritize your time, make better decisions, and become more self-reliant with the CEO Day Kit. Go to courses.beingboss.club to learn more and see if it's a fit for you and your business.
Thank you for listening to Being Boss. If you're looking for more help in being boss of your work and life, come check out our website where you can find episode show notes, browse our archives, and access free resources like worksheets, trainings, quizzes, and more. It's all at www.beingboss.club. Do the work, be boss. Thank you.